Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. The other night, my wife had one of those ladies dinners that women have, and she had a bunch of ladies over. And uh, in the course of the ladies' dinner, she started talking about, well, actually, she didn't just start talking. She gave out a CBD mask from a company called Elevate. Am I correct? Elevate is the name of the company? Yes, sir. It is, indeed. And... Even though before that, they were talking about their kids, what they're up to at college, what's going on with the husbands, this, that, the other thing. After that, all they wanted to talk about was CBD, THC, what does this stuff do? Everyone wants to know, and that's why this show exists. This show is High in the Hog, the podcast, the show that tells you, well, it helps you figure out your CBD from your THC. It helps you figure out how you could make your life a better thing. And that is contrary to the unfortunate information we get out there. This is Merrill Schindler. I've been on radio for my whole life, talking about the good things you put in your body, talking about um, eating good, talking about eating well, talking about living well. And boy, is this a big part of it. It is such a big part of it. I'm here with my two fellow uh, high in the hoggers, um, Joanna Belson and um, and Janice Hardoon and Janice, you run a um, what's the proper term now? I run a cannabis collective and a CBD superstore here in Los Angeles. And you know many things the rest of us don't know about how things work and what they do, and you know it's it is it's funny the world of people who. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know now. Where do you begin? Where did you begin? I mean, you you have not been in this business your whole life. You've come through a few other existences. Am I correct? That is correct. I started out after I graduated from the University of Texas Business School. I found my way to New York where I was a financial consultant for Merrill Lynch. And I spent many years doing that. I had a probably about 11 different licenses from just stocks and bonds to real estate to family planning and such and insurance Um, then took a little time off had some kids ended up fell into the world of what used to be known as marijuana and opened a collective in 2008 and I've been there ever since I think you skipped over a whole lot no. <laughs> I took a little stint um, working for the Los Angeles Times for about six years where I was author and racehorse selector for betting with Janice. So it was quite... Um, You're a lady what knows the ponies. Yeah, I know the ponies. It's kind of like just you, when you try something new, you can be a sponge or you can be a brick. And hopefully a sponge stays afloat because a brick is going to sink. And I had to learn the cannabis industry literally from day one. It was never, cannabis was never my drug of choice. Um, I had to learn about it. I had people that now own some of the biggest labs in in California were the people that taught me about genetics and strains 
and what different cannabis strains would do and how they would help your body, help you function better in society. Then came THC's partner, CBD. Um, we started about four years ago really big in the CBD market because of kids and all of the different drugs and things that doctors were giving them, saying they all were like ADD or HDTD. I mean, my kids, I didn't have those issues with my kids, but um, the, the parents were really upset about giving them speed or slowing them down. And CBD actually was a homeopathic way of calming them down and getting their attention. And it worked. Can you remember the first time that you realized that there was a world out there besides just passing a joint around? There was a world, I guess, through all the activism that I've done in the city of Los Angeles. Um, I've spent a lot of time going from the from the collective to City Hall. From City Hall, I've been sent to Sacramento. So I guess once I started to educate the politicians and the legislators, trying to get them on board with seeing cannabis not for as a drug, but more as a crop, the same as General Mills makes oats, we're going to make cannabis because we're going to help heal people and we're going to take it from seed to the consumer. So all the way through the, the whole chain. I guess what I'm asking about, though, is is your realization that it's not just something that um, you, you, roll, you roll up in, in some papers, that it's actually a healing product. It's, it's more... Uh, Marijuana is much more than rolling something up in a product. In today's world, you can take an edible, you can take a tincture, you can rub it topically, you can vape it, you can smoke it. There's many combinations um, as the world has evolved and people want just to be discreet in what they're doing. Um, it makes it easier for the public to actually to use the benefits of cannabis. And Joanna, this was also, you did not major in, in cannabis in college. I like to think that I might have. <laughs> A number but of don't tell my did. parents. <laughs> How did you come to this business? I came into the business um, just knowing that this industry was a huge powerhouse. Uh, living in Los Angeles, reading the newspaper, seeing what's going on in my neighborhood. My neighborhood has more collectives than Starbucks. They're on every corner. How do you explain that? I saw it popping up. I knew I had to be a part of it. I wanted to make sure my part in the industry wasn't working in someone's garage with like a little uh, Bunsen burner kind of thing. You didn't want to touch the product except in your own private home. No, no. I was okay with touching the product. It was more about a professional atmosphere. I didn't want to be like the junkie kind of you didn't want to be at third and Barando in Koreatown? Correct. So that's why I'm the pioneer. <laughs> and that's why I'm your protege. <laughs> now, this past week, a story popped up. The headline is Congress just voted to legalize hemp. And I mean, the real mouth dropper part of it is says, it says with a push from said majority leader Mitch McConnell. From Kentucky. Voted. Huh? Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, What's I don't... What's the biggest farm in Kentucky? Uh, hemp. Ding, there ding, you ding. go, ding, ding, there ding. You know what he wow. also did? He got bourbon to be able to be exported out of Kentucky as well. And he did it along with Rand Paul of Kentucky and Jeff Merkley of Oregon and Ron Wyden of Oregon. Now, Oregon, I expect, Kentucky comes a little bit of a surprise, but I guess not with all that not hemp being hemp. grown. So with this legalization, 
what can it be used for? I mean, it's not it's not just clothing, right? Well, I think it's more about state lines and the current products that are out there with the CBD can now be with the THC, everything has to stay within state lines. This farm bill opens it up that CBD can now be shipped nationwide. That was the real stumbling block, and that's what this farm bill opens up. It's going to be interesting to see where the FDA takes it because the big sticking block is that the FDA regulates food. So all of your edibles that come through CBD, how are they going to be classified? Are they going to be classified as food or sublingual tinctures, medicine? So there's still some gray, shady area there. And I don't want to call myself the expert in CBD politics. I'll let Joanna be the expert in that. Now, when my wife was talking to her ladies group yesterday and showing them the, the Elevate products, it was, it was a facial mask she was giving them. And um, I don't think, you know, in my experience, I'm just a guy, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't perceive CBD, THC as um, something that's cosmetic. What's going on there? It's that anti-aging, helps with inflammation, helps rehydrate your skin. So it's obviously going to help with the diminishing wrinkles, things of that sort. So using CBD for skin care, I can't believe that I'm the first one to have married the two products, skin care and CBD, but we're the only ones out there. And the results have been phenomenal so far. Do you think it'll grow my hair back? I'll try. I've got my Korean working on that formula right now. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, so I, I, how big a world are we talking about in terms of cosmetics? Are we talking about lipsticks? Are we talking about eye makeup? Meryl, CBD is the new kale. Uh, you mean you can make Caesar salad out of it? (laughs) No, just the hot, you know how every restaurant all of a sudden had like Brussels sprouts on the menu? CBD is the next thing coming too. Skincare is a great uh, match and mate for CBD because of the way it, the results and it's transdermal. So almost immediately after removing like the face mask or adding the collagen boost, which is another buzzword now. Now you've taken collagen and CBD along with skincare and I just keep compiling the buzzwords of today. They say 60% of women are looking into skincare and trying to put it together with CBD. That was out of a magazine that I picked up yesterday from Women in Weed. Does it actually, I mean, does it get into the skin? I mean, do you feel it? Yeah, it's transdermal, so it will penetrate your skin. If you used a topical with any kind of icy hot or mentholatum or anything like that, it's going to penetrate the seven layers of the skin. Once you have that medicine on your skin or the muscle tension or soreness or whatever, you go back in and massage that same area with nothing else in like 30 minutes. It'll just help it reach deeper into the skin. Oh, that's amazing. That's, that's like a world of... That was, you know, for those of us who were old hippies from the Haight-Ashbury, we never imagined such things. This was not how we, how we, we saw, you know, cannabis products. That's because of the U.S. government. They never then putting handcuffs on marijuana, cannabis research studies, where the research studies could be. Who would think that the research university would be the University of Mississippi? (laughs) I'm from the South. I know Mississippi. They don't have the education to do cannabis research. 
when you have so many people and maybe them passing the farm bill will be the first step to opening some purse strings and letting the u.s government really research and do the studies to bring cannabis and cbd and all of the different um, wonderful uh, effects and things that can help you with um, we'll actually get that document to do it instead of us just going case by case now does this exist in other countries huge in other countries europe is uh cbd spreading like wildfire canada just went uh to for recreational marijuana israel macedonia every country south america yeah i actually went last year to um, a facility in israel right side of tel aviv and i got a full tour from the ceo um, and it was fascinating i was not able to see any product because everything is so highly regulated there and i didn't have the clearance that i needed ahead of time but i went into their office park and saw just really cool stuff happening they're coming from a medicinal perspective more so where they're training all their doctors Um, They're lining up to get this education. And then the difference between their country and ours is the uh, dispensing of it. There you go to a pharmacist at like a pharmacy and they've got your uh, regular medication plus your cannabis within the same location. And a medical pharmacist actually recommends what to take everything from an inhaler to pills or. I would say that probably the difference between Israel and America is that the Israelis want the education. They want the knowledge. They find the fuel on that, the marijuana, this whole industry. Who knows where the top is? I don't think, I think we're still in the infancy um, of what's going on because we don't exactly know all the things that can help. But the difference really you have to understand is that the United States really needs to educate and provide knowledge to the public and it be quality knowledge i mean we pick up textbooks in today's world that are busy filling out terrible information for kids telling them about long-term short-term effect of marijuana it's not current information it's something that i would have thought i would have seen in alabama and joanna you shared the other day from one of your um your son or daughter's textbooks from page d25 it's marijuana they tell us how to pronounce it marijuana that was not how you pronounce it uh, <laughs> and basically they tell us how dangerous it is it's like uh, your assignment is give three reasons not to use marijuana short-term effects red eyes dry mouth and thirst increased heart rate and blood pressure become forgetful well that's true uh inability to do simple things Hunger, risk of legal action for possession, panic or anxiety for no real reason. Well, that's part of living in Los Angeles. Come on. And then long-term <laughs> effects, um, asthma, hallucinations. That's not part of living in Los Angeles. Uh, inability to think properly. That's totally a part of living here. Stop caring about friends and family. Stop caring about self. Others lose trust in you. Risk of legal action for possession. And <coughs> feelings of guilt. Now, feelings of guilt, I mean, I, I, I have feelings of guilt forever. If anything makes the guilt go away, it's the use of THC and, and, and CBD. As a long-term user, admittedly, I will negate every one of those effects. I have never, but ever felt one of those. But that textbook, uh, the writer obviously felt strongly about what that. What age is this for? Uh, that's elementary school. Okay. So, Fifth I mean, grade. Uh, was the next page creationism? 
<laughs> right? Yeah. They, they talk about how um, man, and, man used to ride around on dinosaurs back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, uh, I mean, this is, this is spooky. This is, well, it's a textbook in California. Correct. And working in the industry, I needed to know as a mother what messages I needed to provide for my children and how to explain what my job is to, you know, people in the 10-year-old range. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm... I don't even think marijuana is the proper term to call it anymore. It's no. cannabis. It's cannabis. No, and if it was, it, you do not pronounce it marijuana. I no. heard marijuana actually is a racist term, someone in the industry told me recently. Huh? <laughs> it's a racist term. Marijuana was what brought together different social groups. It's kind of like religious Jews that only eat in kosher restaurants. It's to keep their people together so that they're around. Um, I don't know that I believe that kosher is so much kosher because you want kosher food, but now kosher, because everything's clean and that's where kosher came from was to make sure the foods were clean. But nowadays, kosher restaurants actually keep your community together like marijuana in some of the lower income areas that was their way of communicating that was their their way of relating to each other they would sit down and they would pass a doobie why is that racist <laughs> i plead the fifth <laughs> i have no i have no answer i don't know i don't know i don't know i i it's racist because it really came from the black communities and now when you see all of the social injustice and they're trying to have social equity programs, it was always the, the lower income people that were targeted, that were picked up for drug possession, um, all of those misdemeanors and things like that that people were holding on to now gives them rights to come into like different uh, municipalities and they have social injustice that was done to them and harmed. So they're going to try to bring them into the industry that somewhat hurt them r&b came from the black community too and i, I don't also, think that's racist so i don't i don't know i also think it's a way to market and rebrand a yeah. classified quote-unquote drug from the government everybody knew it as marijuana so if we rebrand it as cannabis it all of a sudden has these positive um yeah. attributes of cannabis it. on scientific it sounds it sounds like like yes. you know a little bit more more serious like you know a university study speaking of university studies I know that colleges, they start having courses and all sorts of things. Are there, are there, are there cannabis courses in um, in colleges? Yes, there are now. There uh, are universities just set up for post. Um, I don't even know if it like Oaksterdam up in. Yeah. But you have like UNLV now has a whole cannabis program in Vegas. I know that Hofstra University has cannabis in the legal system, and they have a legal. Um, uh, classes and stuff set up for people. I know that right now Brentwood Academy has two kids that have come to me when they want to find out about setting up a CBD business and they've come to ask me all the questions about what's going on with CBD. So they're right in your own backyard. And I... I <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see the syllabus. You must take some really interesting courses. You know. So well, that one, I know that when I was in Vegas for MJ BizCon in November, I was watching the news and they had a bud tender that was going to school at UNLV and his classes were 
um, learning about cannabis, the different strains, the same thing that I had to learn, but I had to go seek out people to come in to teach me when I needed to learn how to cultivate. I had someone come in and at that time you hid all your grow rooms or whatever. So you had to find someone you trust. They had to come into the room so that we could actually work with the plant so that I would understand what the plant was telling me so that I could walk into a room. So I had someone teaching me cultivating. I had someone teaching me how to make concentrates. Then I went into my own kitchen and took the concentrates and started making edibles. Then I took my mother's cookbook and married my mother's cookbook to the concentrates. And then we came up with Edibles or Us. I mean, we just kept going. And that's where everything is uh, vertically integrated um, and how the first licenses were in in Los Angeles. That's what we knew. So um, your mother's cookbook was maybe Julia Child? No, my mother's cookbook was Francis Capuya. It was Francis Capuya's cookbook. It was really kind of a history of Is that your mom? Family. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know she had a cookbook. I am sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was, you know, that was, uh, you know. I, I was thinking, too, like your mom's cookbook. And she spent like two or three years putting everything in to a cookbook. And then she documented Wasn't what it she with pub- pictures. Would she publish it? Uh-huh. It's published. No kidding. What's it called? I think it's Francis Capuya's cookbook. Let me look. That's amazing. Well, maybe you need to come up with a part two. She would love to. She would love to know Nana's, Nana's infusions. See, there are a few things about you we don't know. Didn't have a clue. Um, now I assume she just picked well, up a we, copy of The Joy of Cooking and you know started, started making the recipes from it. It's, it's an amazing thing. I've been cooking her recipes since I was could stand up. I, I believe it's called Knee High to Grasshopper. Yes. <laughs> um it's you know it's it's we're up to how many states now there are 10 states in washington dc have legalized the psychoactive form 32 states have legalized the medical form so we're getting there we're we're you know and when you say the medical form that that's that's thc and cbd am i correct correct now in all the states that are medically um you know that that, that uh, have okayed medical um, cannabis. Uh, do you have to get the license? Is that is that the the basic um, the basic deal? You have well, I mean, as as a consumer, you have to get the the um, the, the the permit. As a consumer to buy cannabis, no. Now you just need to be over twenty one. It's adult use. Oh no! I mean, here in California, you had to go to a doctor. No, not and, anymore. And they, but no, when it was medical only, and you had to get, you know, they would ask you questions like, you know, do you have epilepsy? You know, what do you need this for, etc. And then you'd pay them the twenty five dollars or whatever it was, and they'd give you a little card, and it was it was okay. So I guess my question is, in all states, you have to get a doctor's okay, or really just be over twenty one. Certain states, um, you have to have a certain medical condition. So New York has a set list of conditions that you can apply to get the cannabis. Um, that way but you have to have a certain condition to get it in my experience here in california the conditions were pretty broad you know you could migraine you could say migraine you could say anxiety i you know anxiety is a pretty pretty general thing to say you're suffering from um you know, it, it it would not be that difficult to get. And indeed, when I, when I got it, I mean, I was interviewed by a doctor on FaceTime. You know, he called me up and um, there we were on FaceTime and uh, he asked me a few questions and he said, okay, that's okay, no problem. And, uh, you know, what's your credit card number? That's as the doctor recommendations evolved. They, so, he, okay. so here's the list. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
the list from New York, you have to have cancer, HIV, infection, or AIDS, ALS, Parkinson's, MS, spinal cord injury with spasticity, epilepsy, inflammatory bowel disease, neuropathy, Huntington's disease, post-traumatic stress disorder, or chronic pain, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so those are real things. Correct. Those are not just, you know, I, I have anxiety. Not my back hurts. Right. Or, um, yeah, yeah, I can't sleep. Um, I think that kind of what gets lost now is we went from this medical world to this recreational world. Most people that smoke cannabis recreationally do have some ailment and there is a need for why they're smoking. It's yes. not just to get stoned. Right. I right. think I fall into that category. Right. You just want to be stoned? No. No, you... no. I do it for the calming. As you can tell, I probably haven't smoked today. <laughs> no, it is true. I mean, what, what it's done for people with cancer is breathtaking. Just breathtaking. Just and, and essential. And the, the fights against that are cruel. Though I think cruelty is one of the defining qualities of our government these days. But uh, cruel and, you know, it's like, okay, so you're... You're drunk out of your mind on scotch. You can't find your car, but I can't get some relief from the pain I'm having from leukemia. That's really fair, jerks. Um, I get I get a little uh, a little huffy every now and then. I get a little little difficult. Um, for people who live in states who are blessed to live in states where there is medical and even better where there is recreational and medical, um, and they're curious. You know, because a lot of the folks are curious. That's the whole purpose of the show is curiosity. Where should they begin? You know, where, where should... What's, what's, what's a good... 7382 Melrose <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Koreatown Collective. Let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> and make sure you ask for Janice. <laughs> but, you know, you know, I, yes, absolutely. No, but, seriously, Janice is queen of the cannabis world. Unbeknownst to herself. But what She's products? A pioneer. What products are the easiest ones to begin with? Because we talked last time about microdosing and how it's really important not to eat that whole chocolate bar as, te- as tasty as it may be, um, but to have this little tiny piece and see what it does, and maybe then another little tiny piece two hours later. The best introduction into cannabis space is to using microdosing. Take things into the smallest pieces. Um, determine if you can tolerate the THC, if it's part of your lifestyle, if it works for you. Um, and if it does, then that's the great magnifier for your CBD. And then adding your CBD, um, what really ails you? Is it your, you have aches and pains? Do you have stiffness? Do you have arthritis? Do you have tumors and you're trying to slow the growth of the tumors? Do you have wrinkles and you want to hydrate your skin Um, people think you're going to hydrate your skin by drinking water wrong 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 i missed it on my skin test too you have to make you hydrate your skin from the outside in now my favorite product has been the mints i like the mints because they can be easily it's they're two and a half milligrams of thc that's pre-measured pre-dosed you take them as needed um, I have so many people using these mints that there was one product that someone cared about me and wanted to make me my own product. It would be something that was two and a half milligrams that had mint terpene in it because the mint terpene is also a natural 
uh, megaphones to magnifier with the CBD and working with it. So even if you didn't have the THC, the mint would help. Yeah, and and they and they're tasty, and they can be cut in half, and they're just like um, you could cut them in half, and you'd have one point two five. Yeah. I like to nosh on some gummies occasionally. I'm not really into the chocolates or cookies as much. I'm more into something that tastes good and is small. But we got you. <laughs> go ahead. But I was going to say, it's also, it's controllable in terms of the amounts. Correct. I think one of the brands out there says you can always eat less. You cannot eat less. You can always eat more. Sorry. I got right. right. One of the brands out there says you can always eat more. You can't eat less. Right. You can't take it away once you ate it. Right. But yeah. should you eat too much... Your antidote, oh, the antidote oh. is CBD. Interesting. No, 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 so, wait a minute. Go back there. This is something I don't know about. That, so if you got too high or you were just kind of like woozy and you were trying to take it back a step, you could take some milk products or you could take extra CBD. And the extra CBD would help calm that effect that you're having if you feel like you're, you're like the THC got to your head too much. My motto is never go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, my curious mother wanted to, she heard all about these edibles that people in California are noshing on, and I decided I would give her a little sampling of one when she was visiting, and silly me, will never make this mistake again, she was like, nothing's happening, I need a little more. You didn't wait 45 minutes? Two hours later, my mom's on the floor, unconscious, I'm on the couch asleep, my husband wakes me up and is like, you better go see what you did to your mother. I picked, we picked her small little body off the ground and put her in bed and it was really difficult. And my husband looked at me and he's like, how are you going to explain this to your father? <laughs> and I did. And I started this story with, don't worry, mom's okay. But it was a very interesting um, experience on giving other people edibles. What did she say about her dreams after that? <laughs> That will be on our next podcast. Well, you don't know, no, and that is a good subject, and that will be on our next podcast, because I have found, when I use the edibles, I have strange dreams. Now, I have strange dreams in general, but I think that they actually inspire some very strange dreams. Am I imagining this? Is this just my crazy head? I think that you're imagining this, but... I don't want to be responsible for what's creeping around in your head. <laughs> That's what's, too much information. What's creeping around in my head is what we talk about here on High in the Hog, the podcast with Meryl Schindler, with Janice Hardoon, with, <laughs> with Joanna Belson, uh, with our engineer, Phil Giangrande. Phil, thank you. Uh, we are going to do a whole series of these, so stay tuned. Everything you've ever wanted to know about CBD, about THC, about edibles, about cannabis, we are Cannabis R Us, right here.